Thanks for tuning in to the meditation conversation. Hop on over to karagoodwin.com. You can get a free 10-minute guided meditation right on the homepage to help you experience deep levels of peace. I also have lots of resources to learn meditation and to support your practice. And of course, by supporting those services, you are supporting my work, including the production of this very podcast to assist more souls on their path to awakening. Thank you for your support and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I'm joined by Sunlight Oracle. Sunlight is a spirit artist and psychic medium based in Los Angeles. She reconnected with her mediumistic gifts after committing to a sober lifestyle, and she now connects her clients to their loved ones on the other side through the power of art and mediumship. Her artwork has been showcased in galleries and competitions all over the world, including but not limited to LA, New York, Canada, Norway, and Singapore. Her current passion is guiding others' connection to their intuition as means of living a gentler life. So welcome, Sunlight. I am so excited to connect with you here. Thanks for having me, Kara. I'm so stoked to be here. (laughs) So you have such a unique modality, and I am so excited to explore this. You work with spirit portraiture. So Tell us uh, what this is and how you realize that you even have this gift. Of course, of course. So um, as you mentioned, I am a psychic medium and spirit portraiture is an iteration of psychic mediumship. So what this means, um, I'm just going to start from the beginning, (laughs) is that um, as a spirit, as a psychic medium, I can perceive spirit communication from the other side. And the way that I do this is through the clairs. I come to see things, know things, hear things, feel things about um, your loved ones on the other side. And in mental mediumship, which your listeners may be more familiar with, uh, I would deliver facts, evidence, um, information from the other side as I receive it. And I check in and I ask, does this make sense? Does that make sense? Do you know what I'm talking about if I say this? And they say yes or no. And so I started doing this practice of psychic mediumship, and it's beautiful, so powerful, healing, um, amazing, really. And I would say a few months ago, it started to extend into more of my artistic background and my artistic intelligence, frankly. And I am now able to render images of the spirit communicator um, who is trying to reach the sitter, the person sitting across from me. Mm -hmm. And um, these images are of the spirit communicator at any time in their life. Sometimes they come come and connect and they appear quite young and healthy and vibrant, um, kind of in their prime. And sometimes they'll also appear as um, more like end of life chapter, how the recipient might remember the person when they were um, in incarnate spirit as opposed to discarnate spirit. And um, yeah, it's just a, it's, it's a form of mediumship, but it's almost like as the medium, I'm able to do two things at once, which is draw and um, blend is what we call it as mediums with the spirit communicator all at once. 
So is it like you can see them in your mind and so you are rendering that visual through your own interpretation or is it more like automatic drawing where it's flowing through you and you don't even really know what it's going to look like until it's done? For me, um, I don't speak for all spirit artists, but for me, it's Mm -hmm. definitely the latter. Uh, I am not, I do not feel consciously aware of what I'm drawing. And I also um, don't feel consciously aware of what I'm saying a lot of the time either. <laughs> it's oh, um, definitely operating from from uh, the higher self. And so um, it's more like a channeling. Absolutely. Maybe. Absolutely. Okay. That's how, that is how I identify as a medium and also like to work. I don't like to bring my conscious mind in, even though sometimes we have to, because we are humans working with other humans. Uh But um, the spirit portraiture is really a way to just kind of let go and let Mm -hmm. flow. And uh, the the results are quite amazing. (laughs) They are. I mean, seriously, I find it interesting if you feel like you're out of the way and then your hands just like moving basically because I've seen the portraits and they're detailed. (laughs) You know, this is not like a stick figure like what I would draw. (laughs) I could very easily be like, do you recognize the stick picture of your grandma? (laughs) 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 Yes, she did have very stick-like arms, I suppose. (laughs) But this is like very, you know, detailed. And it's incredible. And a lot of times, so this is, I'm actually jumping ahead here, but Mm -hmm. you, the way that I found you, or I'm not even sure how you just popped up on my Instagram Mm -hmm. and I was so drawn to these sketches, but what is so fascinating is that a lot of times your posts are like, this came through. Does anybody recognize (laughs) these? I just posted a bunch on my blog I don't know who they are. These are like just in my own private time. And then you start to get responses and people, and then you, and then later you'll show the side by side. It's so, it blows my mind. (laughs) So I don't know if you have anything to expand on that, but there are a couple of things that come to mind just based on um, what you were saying. And the first thing is as far as the details go in the portraits, I do work how I'm spirit trained as a medium. I work with my spirit guides. Um, I have many spirit guides who are artists and also lived and worked as spirit artists while they were here. Oh, so no kidding. Now wait for a second. Sorry for a second. Mm-hmm. But when you say spirit trained, you mean mm-hmm. like the, the, all of this that's come to you has been through your own consciousness. You haven't had like a human teacher guiding you? I I have had a mentor. I have had a mentor who used the spirit train modality, if that makes sense. Um, oh, okay. You know, Helped I was like guided. Into it. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. More so the mediumship. The, the spirit portraiture really emerged um, from, from what feels like nowhere to me. Like I, I have, I'm awesome. still kind of stumbling through that a little bit. But, yeah. Um, but that's why a lot of these portraits, um, they look very different. Like they look like they've been done by different artists. And that's because uh, my understanding is that they are, there are different uh, spirits working with me and channeling through me. And so you get a lot of different styles, a lot of different artwork. Um, really one of my favorite parts of it is seeing who, who not only like what spirit am I communicating with, 
but what artist am I working with? <laughs> you know, Because are you connecting with a disincarnate artist who is not necessarily the soul that you're drawing or the, the incarnation that you're drawing? That's a, that's a really good question. And I, I feel like I'm definitely connecting with the discarnate spirit um, when I'm verbally delivering evidence. It's, it's okay. just a very specific feeling. I don't know how to exactly describe it, but um, the when my hands are moving, as you were saying earlier, it's just kind of happening. You know, I'm just making sure the energy is flowing into the, the hands and they're kind of going where they will. That is what I leave up to my spirit artist guides. I'm like, y'all need to figure this out because I'm doing this other job at the same time, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> so it, it, yeah, that's the two, it, it, they're two different intelligences is how I feel, even though it's all yeah. mediumship and the um, purpose of it feels to be, they inform one another, but it just feels like there are two very different skill sets, frankly, at, at work here. That's fascinating. And do you feel, because I feel, you know, that I, I have a divine team. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily, I have like some names that I, you know, feel there's a connection to, um, but that's more just through my own like intuition. It's not necessarily like, oh, so-and-so came to me and I saw the form and they told me, you know, whatever. It's sort of like, oh, I feel a connection with this. So I'm going to call that into, you know, into my team, into my protection, my guidance, my, you know, meditation. Um, do you, but some people have this, uh, perception that at least for their team, there's like a variety of, um, of roles. Like I talked to one person, this is, there was only one person who had this, um, formulation or this, this understanding that there's, everybody has like a doctor Mm -hmm. who, you know, a doctor, Mm -hmm. uh, guide and everybody Mm -hmm. has, I can't even remember what they were, but there were like five and they were certain, Mm -hmm. like everybody has these five roles Mm. And, um, I hadn't, again, like hadn't really connected with that before, but I don't know, like, do you feel like you've got heavy artistic sort of guides or does that make sense? Like, yeah. I don't even know if that's accurate, but <laughs> you know, cause I, I don't experience it that way with those five different guides or whatever, but I don't know if, if you have anything to share about that. Oh, definitely. Um, I feel like Go, when you were talking about the doctor, I do have a doctor guide. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I I have a team that I feel informs my, again, the mental mediumship. Um, mm-hmm. For instance, like when I'm connecting with someone who um, transitioned due to a medical condition, I will hear from my doctor guide who can oh, tell me sort of, that's how I, you know, when I'm looking at people and I'm saying, oh, I can see that, you know, your father here has crossed due to a medical condition, let me tune in a little more and see what I can get. Then I, um, maybe then my doctor the, guide. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. <laughs> yeah. So there's like, uh, to, to put it, to, to kind of sum all of it up, it's, there's a lot going on when I, you're meeting like with it. the media. <laughs> a lot going on. There are a lot of, I do feel like, um, as a medium, I'm very, I, I receive a lot of assistance from the other side. It's not me sunlight mm-hmm. oracle that necessarily feels like I'm doing the work. I'm just sort of the vessel for it okay. um, as a human incarnate, you know, being. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right. So 
how maybe we've maybe we've covered this mostly, but just to ask you directly, mm-hmm. how does the Spirit Network use portraiture to communicate that bigger, um, the bigger umbrella that consciousness lives on? Can you can you explain? Can you so so? How is the the spirit? Mm. How are these spirits kind of move, working through you to help the the client, or mm-hmm. or really even to help just whoever you're reaching? You know, people who are seeing you and finding you on Instagram and so forth. Um, that bigger, rather than just like, oh, your grandma's okay, you know, right? Um, but right. really, that bigger thing that people, you know that consciousness is more than just in our physical bodies. Absolutely. Yes, I understand. It. It's for me, um, and I want to say also, there are a couple of things I want to say about this, is um, as a medium and as anyone who seeks out a medium services, like it's healthy and normal to have skepticism um, mm-hmm. around this practice. And um, I don't claim to know what happens after we die. But what mm-hmm. I have come to understand through this practice and through this work is that consciousness lives on. And I feel I can say that. I don't I don't think everyone feels this way, but I feel I can say that because I've received a sufficient amount of information, evidence, and facts in my work that have shown me that uh, that our consciousness is still out there because I'm connecting with many consciousnesses all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Have you always been doing that since you were little? Uh, actually, it's it's kind of hard for me to remember if I was doing it as a child. I know I had a lot of imaginary friends. I can remember that. And mm-hmm. I do think there's an overlap there. Um, but really, my, my gifts um, revealed themselves only about two years ago when I pursued sobriety. So I think it's always been there, but it's just really hard for me. I'm very close to my own experiences. So it's very hard for me to figure out when this really happened, you know? Right, right. Well, you, yeah. And you mentioned, or, or I mentioned in the um, introduction that you felt this reconnection when you started exploring a sober lifestyle. So, so how did those things go together? Yes, a, a great question. I do feel that my spiritual awakening, which is how I term this shift in consciousness for me, um, is inextricably linked to my sobriety. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think, again, I've always been really psychic and really intuitive. And one of the reasons that I was abusing substances in the first place is often because those skills, those gifts can feel a bit burdensome in our society sometimes. Um, uh-huh. I wasn't taught how to manage these gifts and skills um, really until I was 28 and I was ready mm-hmm. to accept them. But mm-hmm. um, and, and yes, by pursuing sobriety, I feel like I kind of cleared up my consciousness a little bit, uh, became yeah. a clearer channel because I wasn't you know, abusing substances anymore. And I'm really grateful that I did. Do you feel like there, I mean, you, you sort of hinted at this, but I wasn't clear if, if a part of you, like a subconscious part, if you feel that you were intentionally trying to dull that mm-hmm. so that you could have a different experience. Yes. I, I, I 
feel that that's what was happening. Again, it's like I'm still trying to figure out my own story and what's Mm -hmm. gone on. It, again, feels just like so close. But I do make sense of just kind of numbing out, you know, Mm -hmm. and because – then when I got sober, I was like, whoa, I'm extremely sensitive. Like I, <laughs> I know a lot of things about this, um, about other people and about um, this environment. You know, it, it was just like yeah. it can be – feel like those downloads that we get. I mean, when I got sober, I felt like I was getting them every day. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know, um, for yeah. a long time. And so it's my growth and development rather has been, I feel, quite accelerated. and. Um, you know, compact <laughs> um, yeah. for making up for lost time. It feels like, you know, yeah, not lost so, time, but yeah, it's fair. It's fascinating really, because, you know, from a humanity perspective, we've come into, we've kind of taken a leap in the last couple of years. So if you personally have made a, a shift in your consciousness, which anytime we're doing things to clear up our vessel to like re- remove toxins and to uh, clear things up and and move things out. Um, you know, we're automatically going to up our frequency, up our experience, um, and it may not feel like that right away. You know, as our body goes through that detox, it can be, uh, you know, not like an overnight. Like, wow, I feel great, right? <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But if you're doing that on the cusp of humanity, kind of making a jump, then it's going to be like this double time or even more, you know, just naturally that would make sense. Thank you. That's that's uh, validating for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm curious. And, and if you're, I don't know how, how much you want to get into it, but if you feel like sharing whether when you say sobriety, if it was really just like a, you know, an, an everyday kind of drinking, you know, like a social, but like co- continuous or whether it was like, you really felt like it was problematic. Was mm-hmm. there kind of a, was it sort of a soft kind of entry into sobriety or was it really like, okay, we need a big shift here. It was, um, for me, it was the latter. <laughs> okay. It's uh, definitely more, I prefer as a human being, um, extreme experiences is what I'm finding. <laughs> so it's that on both that. sides, right? Like the uh-huh. substance um, abuse is extreme. And then uh, I'm one of these uh, cases where I, made the decision. And then I extremely jumped into that. You know what I mean? It wasn't a soft, it it definitely felt like being pushed into um, a lake that is freezing. You know what I mean? Like ice cold water. (laughs) That's sort of jarring experience and just trusting that, again, somewhere my intuition was I was able to hear it despite, mm-hmm. um, you know, not being cloudy. In the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cloudy is mm-hmm. a good word for it. Um, yeah. Somehow I was able to receive that message. And that's how I know my intuition is very strong and I trust it very mm-hmm. much. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, that ultimately it, it – and again, like the, the healing process, the recovery process by no means happens overnight. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. actually yeah, going on right. forever. But yeah. the decision for me, it really was um, – kind of this, this awakening moment, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? And, um, it was, 
counter making the decision to get sober was counter to all of my conditioning and programming and life that I had lived up until this point. So it was scary. It was new. And um, I love a good challenge, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for sharing that. And Mm -hmm. I know that there's definitely vulnerability that comes with, you know, how much you want to open up. And uh, and I I ask because it resonates so much for me Mm -hmm. um, now, because I also am sober and I have been sober for four years. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. And for me, it was it was more subtle because mm-hmm. I was sort of like a casual drinker, mm-hmm. and um, and but it made it like it made it hard too, because even if I didn't feel like I had a problem, because for one thing, the conditioning, you know, it's like we have this societal norm that Mm -hmm. we go out and this is how we celebrate. This is how we unwind. This is how we connect and socialize. And that is all very, very normal. And in fact, it feels abnormal to not participate in that. And when, you know, when I made the decision, I was already, um, teaching meditation. I was already doing healing work and, so I was already kind of on the fringe. Mm-hmm. I was pr- in my social group. I'm, I'm, I am on the fringe. You know, I have like reflections of myself too, uh, who I, uh, you know, I love spending time with people who are, you know, more reflections of that side of myself. But most of the, you know, time I'm not with people who, who reflect, you know, my meditative practice, my healing work, you know, it's, that's more foreign to them. So then to like add on top of that, that like, oh, the way that you are all connecting, I don't participate in that, you know, is, is also like vulnerable. And, and so there's this expectation, like a societal expectation. Um, You see it reinforced throughout media, you know, every movie, TV show, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's continuous reinforcement. And There is, um, as we do this work into expanding our consciousness and into connecting with higher levels of consciousness, there's this realization that even if we don't feel that we're abusing alcohol or, um, or whatever, however we recreate in that way, it's dulling this energy. It's dulling our ability to connect so you're, you know, you're talking about clearing yourself out and making yourself available for the divinity to flow in so that you can connect with the other side. Well, there is like a, a clarity. There's a, you know, there's a feeling and, and you're talking about your ability to kind of connect to your intuition, even, you know, as you were coming to like realizing the time was now to stop and to transition into a different state of life. Um, the fact that you were able to get that message in that fog um, is remarkable, but it's also important to recognize that even if you don't feel that you have a problem with like abusing alcohol, for example, as you, and you can feel this within yourself, you know, you, you have a couple of drinks last night, and then how do you feel the next day? You know, you, you don't feel all there. You feel cloudy. You may not feel hungover, but you don't feel your best. You don't feel clear. You feel like you're, you know, you're 
denser, <laughs> you know, and then you might drink again that night, just a couple glasses or a couple of beers or whatever. But again, you're like just continuously adding on to and never really being able to hit that clarity state. And then you maybe like the way that I used to do it was I would drink like three or four nights a week and then I would not drink for like three or four nights a week. And so it was like Sunday night would start my dry period, you know, and then the, the later we got in the week, the more I wanted to celebrate that we were getting closer to the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like I would dry out, you know, and then start to get clearer and and then start it back up again. And it was this this cycle um, so it might be an interesting experiment for people, even if they're not feeling like they have a problem to, you know, go dry for th 30 days or something and pay attention to how your meditations are different or how you feel in the morning and, and the clarity, like really focus on the clarity, um, just to experiment, be a living laboratory and see like, what is this doing to me and how might I, um, amplify my experience here if I make different choices. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's really interesting all the different levels and how it, how it affects us. Yeah. Um, I will say, I will say, um, when I first got sober and I had no one in my life who was sober or had gotten sober. I don't think, and no one that I felt like I could really connect with or reach out to anyway. And mm -hmm. um, what I learned very quickly and um, have integrated into my own sobriety is uh, it's a spectrum. It's, it's not just um, for the, when we say addict um, or alcoholic, I, everyone can conjure an image in their mind of what that means. And uh, I, as I've gotten sober and I look a little different from what that uh, archetypal image is that people often have, um, I, I think we have to open up this conversation a little bit more to be more inclusive and acknowledge that there's a spectrum and that you don't have to be just one kind of extreme substance abuser to benefit or desire or uh, pursue sob sobriety. Uh, and that was what made it very difficult for me as a 28-year-old um, young woman who, again, was really good at hiding these things. Uh, what I, you know, yeah. I'm a very private person for the most part. And I think a lot of people were surprised by my decision to get sober um, and be very public about it on top of that. Yeah. But yeah. I, I do encourage uh, your listeners uh, anyone who's listening that, to this to like really open up what sobriety looks like uh, and the kinds of people that you assume sobriety is for, you know. Uh, yeah. Thank you for that. While we're on this topic, is there anything in particular that really assisted you as you were making that transition? So this is this is kind of how I feel I got into mediumistic work and my spiritual path is I've always um, been an artist, but I've also, uh, with a very visual mind, I've also always, not always, but for the last like 10 years or so, I've had a deck of tarot cards. And while um, I tried many different things, there are so many ways to pursue sobriety. Um, you know, the popular AA is one or NA is another. Um, good old fashioned therapy, 
great. Uh, for me, I, I explored so many things and what I found to be the most um, helpful, especially um, during quarantine, <laughs> when right. all of us trying to maintain sobriety in 2020, um, was my self-reflection that I was able to do with tarot. So that was kind of the gateway for me into what is now spirit portraiture and mediumship. But um, I did take what I felt like was the path that worked for me. And I have since um, posted about this on online on YouTube. I went through like a very obsessive period with tarot and how it related to sobriety. And by posting that experience and sharing that experience, I've also connected with clients and people and friends all over the world who have also discovered tarot to be um, helpful in navigating sobriety in their own way. So mm -hmm. it was also part of just being okay with pursuing it in a way that made sense to me instead of a way that, again, has been established in our society. Not to say mm -hmm. that th those ways work for millions of people. I just, again, think part of me being sober is to push the conversation into um, experimenting with what works for you, no matter how woo or strange it may seem to <laughs> yeah. others, you know, it's what works for you. I love that. And so how, how did tarot help you? Did that just, did it help you to be able to feel that you were moving yourself, you know, your, your, uh, you know, human self kind of out of the way and making more space for a higher consciousness to come in and guide you or? It definitely developed into that. I would say at the beginning when I was just like white knuckling sobriety and kind of like freaking out and not feeling like I had support, um, you know, in traditional ways, mm -hmm. uh, it really, these cards served as more of like, um, a check-in for me. I couldn't make sense of all these feelings that were coming up after having been suppressed for 20 years or whatever, you know, however, <laughs> however many years. Um, mm -hmm. and these cards were like a tool. It was almost like having a friend, um, mm -hmm. that could kind of say like, look here, look there. And that was also how then my clairvoyance, my clairsentience, clairaudience is all developing because I'm literally having a conversation with tarot cards, you know? Oh, and wow. It's so, yes, this, I'm, I'm talking, saying this out loud and I'm realizing <laughs> how kind of wild this has been, you know? I haven't done a lot of like big, big reflection on this before. Um, yeah. No one's asked me, so this is very interesting. <laughs> it's so, I love how that happens. I was teaching a class yesterday and I was like trying to explain something to do with the energetics of the planet and how it makes people feel. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go with this analogy and I don't know where it's going. <laughs> and I was like, well, let's see if it makes sense. I like had a fraction of it and I was just started talking about these buildings and, and then I was like, does it make sense? You know? And they were like, yes, that's a wonderful analogy. I'm like, yes. <laughs> that's, I love that. That it sounds like you were kind of um, channeling a little bit there too, and just trusting mm -hmm. that you're speaking the language of the people who are receiving what you're saying. You know, that's, that's yeah. what mediums do too, is I don't know what I'm saying, but somebody here knows exactly mm -hmm. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And it's fun how it starts to build this, like, I mean, that's what I was feeling when you were talking about the tarot and, and what was happening and how it was helping you to develop your clairs and, 
and all of this, it's like built, like you can tell it's kind of solidifying something in your consciousness and making connections that are new, but it's kind of happening in the moment. Like, oh, oh yeah, that is what, what was happening. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I think one thing I want to say about what you were just saying is when our intuition is, um, kind of popping up like that, you know, uh, and it's happening. One thing I would say for anyone who's interested in building a relationship with the intuition, um, is to record those moments or to acknowledge those moments. Um, I, I just feel like I need to say that here just based on (laughs) the conversation. It's that's the power. Like you were talking about building sort of a relationship with these new skills, with these new neural pathways, et cetera, et cetera. Um, by acknowledging it, by making it real to us, writing it down, sharing it with a friend, we're naturally strengthening that connection. I love that. It's like grounding it. Yes. You know, and really pulling it into this physical experience more exactly. readily. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's amazing. So do you believe that everyone can develop the gift of accessing higher consciousness or is it something that you feel that people are born with? Yes. I believe that everyone (laughs) has the uh, potential, the capability of doing the work that I do. I also believe that some of us are born further on the intuitive spectrum, just just like athleticism. You know, some people are Mm -hmm. born able to run really fast. Um, doesn't mean that if you don't train uh, that you can't also run really fast. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's how I see um, intuitive gifts, intuitive talents. Um, it's I really do believe it's up to the individual and the decision as to how much you want to develop or even like what parts of your intuition you want to develop. And sometimes it doesn't really feel like a choice because (laughs) you just (laughs) discover something that the universe is really uh, calibrated or in sync with the universe and the needs of our fellow men or. um, Yeah. And fun. Yeah. And fun. I mean, it's, it's like, I, I think it's super fun. And then it's like, it's like, why not? I, I don't, I mean, I think for some people it definitely could be sort of scary or, or you have your doubts about it. Um, but I, I mean, that seems to me such a clear signal of like, of universal direction, you know, of like, oh, see how this makes you feel? Like, don't you feel more expanded, more open, more connected? Like there's greater purpose, like there's more happening here, um, that there's mystery and there's stuff happening under the surface, you know? Um, and then how does that light you up? You exactly. know, for me, that's like the highest joy, um, which is just a huge indicator of like, yep, that's a green light, you know? Exactly. Um, I just, I, I love what you're saying. And I, I feel that as we, um, develop our talents, we also start to become more, comfortable with who we are authentically in the world. And that's when it becomes like a real like win-win. And in mediumship, I always call it a win-win-win because it's like um, I'm healing, the sitter is likely healing, the spirit contact is healing. And it's just oh. why why would – I'm so glad I pursued this. And that's why I guess yeah. I just try to open the door for anyone else who feels like, again, maybe they're conditioning or their programming is sometimes how I see it, just based on how you're raised or what your expectations of yourself are. 
And how can we challenge those things to be more in alignment with how, who we actually are or mm-hmm. how you actually feel? Um, yeah. You know? I, I had tingles like all in my head and th- spread all through my back as you were saying that. That's lovely. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Um, well, this has been amazing. I really want to encourage people to check you out. You're on Instagram. I can't remember. Is it at Sunlight Oracle or are there any underscores? Or I, I think there's a period on that one, Sunlight period Oracle on Instagram. Okay. I'll put the link in there. And then you also have a blog, a, a website where you put these portraits up. And I didn't mention this before, but you know, not only do you have the portraits And then a lot of times, like, you don't even know who it is. So then you put that out there. Like, does anybody recognize these people? But then then later you'll put the side by side where it's like, here's what came through. And then somebody, a stranger often will find, will come across it and they'll claim it. And then they'll provide a photo. And then you've got the side by side, um, which is is mind blowing. Like if, (laughs) if you're not yet to the point where you can fathom that consciousness continues after life, um, especially if you're grieving right now. You know this can be this can be such a balm to just see this verification that you know it's like th- that like double blind kind of thing where it's not like somebody's coming to you and saying, "Oh yeah, my grandma," and you're you're like somehow working behind the scenes. I don't know why grandmas keep coming out today. <laughs> okay, grandmas, I guess I guess my grandmas want me to acknowledge them today. Um, but it's like, you know, it's not like somebody's maybe subconsciously giving you information that would help you to on some conscious level to can, you know, to fill out this information, like this double blind where you're like, I don't know who this is. And then somebody else isn't even looking for it and they run across it and it's like, oh, she drew my grandma. You know? <laughs> yes. I do want to this say something about the, I guess, again, I guess about the intelligence of the spirit portraiture and the unclaimed and the claimed is um, kind of how I explain it. Um, with the part of, part of this uh, expression of mediumship has to do with a lot of it is me just trusting that what I'm receiving is valid and that it is for someone. So when I first started doing this, it was really, I had to um, trust and trust and trust and really build this trust because I was drawing these faces that um, were people's faces and they were faces that I had never seen. So I, it was just to me enough evidence where I was like, Oh, there's something going on here. Cause I've never, I have no idea who these folks are and I'm rendering yeah. images and, um, putting them on my blog, on my spirit portraiture blog, which I do update every Sunday with um, portraits that are particularly, I feel, seeking acknowledgement um, from their loved ones. Uh, It's been really wild how sometimes people come to find those without any, without knowing me, you know, and without me knowing them. And it's also how I like to work actually as a mental medium as well as like the less information that I have about the the person who's still living here, um, sometimes I like to have their name just to kind of anchor in their energy, their first name. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I, I'm truly operating from a place of like you were saying, it does feel like like blindness sometimes and trust and trust. Yeah. But um, 
this last week I had, um, I was reading for a woman in the Philippines and I was getting on the call with her, didn't even have her name. Just, it was, it was arranged. It's again, interesting. But, um, right before I got on the call, I was given in my mind's eye, like, um, an image of a spirit person whom I had drawn all the way back in January. And, and I date all of my drawings so that for this reason, because the log is very important in my mental mediumship, but, um, I was given the image of this, this man whom I had drawn and, uh, the, the client came onto the call. We did a reading. It was great. And she kind of prompted me and I wasn't going to say anything. Cause I, again, I was like, do I trust this information? It feels really out there. It feels really out there. But she asked me, she said, do you see him? <laughs> and I just had to tell her like, I've actually, I saw him three months ago and I drew a picture of him and I have it right here. Do you want to see it? And uh, I showed it to her and she was able to claim the image as her, as her grandfather. So. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's really wild. And I do want to also just say that, um, there again, there's mental mediumship, which I absolutely adore. This spirit portraiture form of mediumship does seem to be, um, like a, again, a different intelligence. There's a different delivery method, um, that I'm experiencing with these portraits as opposed to again, when people come and sit with me for traditional mediumship. So I like to, I want people to know that, I guess it's kind of a long game sometimes. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, there was one other thing I was going to say about that. Um, also it's totally, it's totally up to your listeners whom I feel are already intuitive. If they're listening to this podcast, there's, there's a likely a good connection already established or an interest in connecting um, with their intuition. When people visit my blog, um, if they also have a feeling that they recognize someone as the loved one of a friend, or they see an image and they're like, this is making me think of this guy in my at work or something. Um, I do say that when you listen to your intuition and you feel good about that, it's also really cool to share these portraits with people. Cause that's definitely happened as well. You become a medium as well, a deliver, like a delivery method <laughs> for wow. these images to find their loved ones. So it's really fascinating. Um, I'm still a student of it and learning, but I, I appreciate the opportunity to discuss it here on this podcast. Cause I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is so fascinating. And that also brings to mind um, when you talk about the mental mediumship, I don't know if you're still doing them, but you do, you were doing some IG lives where you were doing mental medium. So if anybody, like whoever joins at that time, then you will like feel drawn to, you know, I don't know, five people I make that up. But um, so are you still doing those? Yeah, I do. Again, I, I work super intuitively and uh, very strategic with my energy these days. I'm sure you can understand just like, where is it going to go mm-hmm. right now? It's really yeah. going into these drawings, but um, mm-hmm. I love doing Instagram live psychic and mediumship readings. They're really quick. I call them mini readings because it's like maybe three to five minutes. Um, uh-huh. And uh, that, yeah, I do use Instagram definitely as a form of mediumship itself. Yeah. So I really encourage people, um, you know, there are a lot of ways to connect with you. Um, and to kind of get these little little snippets and buy like tastes mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. what you're doing. Um, and Instagram is a wonderful, uh, 
you know, this podcast is sponsored by Instagram, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Some of those royalties flow this way. That'd be great. Um, So how can people connect with you and your work? Yeah, definitely. Um, Instagram by chance? (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is a place I like to demonstrate mediumship just because we live in such a digital world. And I'm a child of the internet. I love the internet. I love pushing the the boundaries of like how we can use the internet to connect. And um, my website is where the blog is. It's just sunlightoracle.com. There's so... I. That's kind of like my little corner of the internet where if you're interested in what Kara and I are talking about today, I, I put all the information there. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. I'll have that in the show notes. Great. Um, and then, yeah, I, I really highly recommend people to check you out because it's I am totally fascinated by all of this. So thank you for all the work you're doing and, and everything that you're doing with yourself to become more of service. Um, that's really inspiring and and really important. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me and asking me and allowing me to just speak my truth. I appreciate that. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love for you to do me one quick favor, which is to think of one person who would benefit from hearing this content. Let them know you're thinking of them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.